whether it be entire nations, or a single person living to himself, the glory of the Lord, is going to call us all to give an account. It is His glory that will be our victory, or our sure defeat. The choice is ours. And today on Life Journeys, Pastor Hardika shares excerpts from a special message that was given, concerning our only hope. When the leaders of ancient Israel saw the dust clouds of an approaching enemy army on the evening horizon, they knew it was time to call for the prophets. When certain defeat was surrounding their cities and the taunt of foreign invaders was commanding their surrender, they would come to know that only the invasion of heaven would save them. God's glory has always been the measuring rod of victory and of defeat for mankind. When Israel was attempting to rebuild after the devastation of captivity in Babylon, but the people were lukewarm, afraid and consumed with hunkering down and building their own little lives, God told this to Zechariah the prophet. After the glory has he sent me to the nations which spoiled you, for he that touches you touches the apple of his eye. This victory would not be by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Today, America is being devastated by hundreds of thousands of illegal and diseased immigrants pouring over our borders. They are being housed in hotels, while our own National Guard in Washington has been sleeping on concrete floors. They are given billions of dollars in stimulus money while veterans in retirement are being neglected. Children are being taught that they can be whatever gender they want to be, and their parents are being told to shut up about it. Congress is trying to pass a bill that would criminalize preaching against the greatest sins of America. And what makes matters worse is that many Christians have been spreading hate against the government while allowing the great love of God for sinners to be dragged through the dirt. In ancient times when God's people were threatened, the glory of the Lord would go before them. When they were in need of food, it says, And it came to pass, as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And in the morning, it says, You shall see the glory of the Lord. When Israel was ready to stone their leaders out of fear of the giants in the land, the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. He stopped the rebellion that day, but he banished that generation to the wilderness until they were all dead. Yet he said, As truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. As I sat by the fire alone in my garage during this past Christmas, I was grieving over all the things that I could have done better with my life. I was in sorrow for my own sins as I turned my eyes towards the Lord. It was there that His glory began to invade my soul with His presence in a depth that I had been longing for, for quite some time. It was here that I remembered that it was the glory of God that changes the hearts of men, as Paul wrote, But we all, with open face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory. It is only 
His glory that can rescue us and give us the power to conquer our sin and to love the most unlovely of this world as Christ loved the lost. As in times of old, we cannot go out into this nation and challenge the destructive forces of America that are destroying our liberty until we have been overcome by the glory of God and received His liberty. Until we have taken hold of the altar of heaven and found the divine liberty to love those who would destroy our nation. Until the glory of the love of an awesome God grips our souls with compassion for our enemy, we dare not go forth. When Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not to do, it is said, and there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, This is it that the Lord spoke of, saying, I will be sanctified in them that come near me, and before all the people I will be glorified. In the days leading up to King David, the Ark of the Covenant was captured by the Philistines because the priesthood had become corrupt and led the people astray, just as it is today. And it was said of Israel, the glory of the Lord has departed. Tens of thousands of people would die when they dared defile the Ark of the Covenant and despise God's glory. The people of God knew that if they did not have the glory of the Lord restored to them, that they would be a defeated and conquered people. On the day that the ballots were to be counted, and the Capitol building was swarmed by people, God's presence began to shake me like I have never been shaken before. He said, I am going to bring America to its knees. In fact, all through the history of nations, it has been through captivity that people have either turned their hearts back to God or sealed their fate in bitterness. Whatever can be shaken will be shaken that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. And today, we are headed for a time of even greater shaking. For until men cry out for mercy and hear the call of repentance in America, there will be no turnaround in our nation. When King David returned the Ark of the Covenant to Israel, he had it in his heart to build a temple to house it and to honor the glory. He was a man after God's own heart who, though he sinned greatly as a leader, he was able to humble himself and repent of his great sin. But as a man of war, God would choose his son instead to build that temple. Upon his dedication, it is said that the cloud filled the house of the Lord so that the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. God's glory, King David had said, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, and the power, and the glory, and the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of you, and you reign over all, and in your hand is power and might. And in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now when the people had dedicated the temple and King Solomon had prayed, God said, 
if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Our schools and government have decided that they now have the responsibility of the church to declare moral absolutes in the name of equality, tolerance, decency, and love. But you, Christian, have the call of Christ upon you. It is the call of the declaration of God's will from your foundation of love for the lost, not hate, anger, and bitterness. Listen, if the church doesn't repent of its hatred of the left, there will be no revival in America. There is a glory of the Lord to be found that will give power over every sin and temptation, every area of lust, of anger, and of despair. But God will not just come down and take you over with his glory. You must seek him with all of your heart. Many have gotten so discouraged with the American overthrow that is taking place that they have just closed their ears. Others just continue to take shots at the left. But we need to get God's glory back into our hearts before we go out and engage the public forums of our lives. There is a glory of the Lord to be found that will give power over every sin and temptation, every area of lust, of anger, and of despair. But God will not just come down and take you over with his glory, you must seek him with all of your heart, and then he will be found of you. Find the liberty that comes from the fear of the Lord and seek his glory until you are free to love no matter what. Then God will take care of the rest.